Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. The last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. So today we are talking about what happens if the minimum wage goes to $15 on a federal level? Now, this is more applicable, and not to say it's only applicable, but in terms of the specific numbers, I'm referring to people that might be living in the United States. Now, granted, you might be somewhere else and the minimum wage might not even exist. And if that's the case, disregard this entire episode and find something else that's relevant to you. But if you are in a place where the government can and will increase the minimum wage and you want to be prepared for how you might respond to that, then this will be a great episode for you to listen to. So I had the thought to record this content because recently one of the students in our Juice Business Accelerator program, um, which is a group coaching program that we're kind of at the final seventh, um, moving into our eighth week of, asked me, what happens if if this happens. Now, I first want to preface this by saying I really don't think this will happen because generally this is something that's going to be managed by the states. And the reason being is that a $15 minimum wage is going to have more or less impact depending on the state. So meaning if you're in the middle of Oklahoma and the minimum wage, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm just for the sake of the example, is $7, let's say because the cost of living is much lower. And so all these things are relative to the cost of living. And if the minimum wage goes up to $15, that's literally more than a 100% increase, that will impact businesses and the economy a lot more. It's not a gradual increase. Whereas if you're in you know, Los Angeles or New York or somewhere else where the cost of living is higher and the minimum wage is already higher, then the shift from whatever that number is, 10 or $12 to $15, is it's an increase, but it's not as significant of an increase. It might be more like 25% or 20%. And so it's hard to pass, uh, which has never really happened anyway. There's never been a situation where the minimum wage has been, um, to my knowledge, federally implemented because economies vary state by state. And so that's why it's usually a statewide um, occurrence. And so all that being said, I still wanted to talk about what are the things that you can do uh, considering, you know, if something like this was to happen or in your state itself, your minimum wage increases. And so the first thing that you have to always be aware of are what are your controls, right, in a business? What can you control? Because there are things, if you can't control the minimum wage, then you've got to respond to that and you've got to be able to control other things. Okay, so with, on, in, with respect to labor, you can obviously control the hours of operations of the business. You can control the hours that your employees have, right? You can uh, buy different machinery, okay? So if you have less efficient machines, meaning you don't have very efficient juicers, maybe you um, have a certain size cold press or you're not cold pressing and you think, okay, I'm going to make a 
you know, $25,000 investment or whatever the number is in a bigger cold press to make that process faster so I can save money on labor. Okay, great. Um, and, and on that note, I just always want to remind you guys that when you're in food service, you're in the manufacturing business. You're just in food manufacturing, okay? And in manufacturing, you'll notice, whether it's car manufacturing or something else, it's all about the robots, right? The robots are taken over. Why? Because they don't cost as much on an hourly basis. They cost more up front, but they don't cost more. They're, they're much cheaper in, when you scale it out over time. I actually, uh, a couple years back, saw a smoothie truck in Venice Beach where I used to live, and there was no employees in the smoothie truck. It was kind of like a vending machine smoothie truck. It was all a, it was all controlled by a robot. So you'd go to a, a station, and they had you know someone who was there as a concierge, like talking you through the product. They only had a few smoothies. I think they had about five or eight. But you would just go through and you'd pay with your credit card and you put in what you want. You could modify it, and then this you know conveyor arm would move down the line. It would shoot the ingredients in all these things, and then it would go through and it would blend it and then it would serve it to you through a little window, kind of like a vending machine. Now, that is great for a number of reasons. Obviously, it's going to save you on a lot of labor if you had this situation, um, uh, you know, there. But also, when it comes to product consistency, right, these robots are and these computers are all dialed in, you're going to have the same smoothie come out every time. There's no room for human error. And so I say this to say that probably this is the future of what's going to happen. It's not to say that this will only be the case, right? There probably will still be some room for human beings to make products and that sort of artisanal, customized approach that has a little bit of uh, more, you know, personability to it. Because we, I often say that we eat and go to restaurants and cafes, not just for the product that we're consuming, but we go for the people as well in the community. And you know, but maybe that community is the other individuals and customers at the store and, and not really any workers. Um, but this is going to be the future. I, I really feel like it's going to take five, maybe 10 years before it becomes a bit more uh, saturated, but it's going to become hard for other juice bars to compete with places that don't have employees because they can drop their product cost down much more. Because I think the smoothie that I was getting at this place was like $5. Um, whereas in most situations, it'd probably be a minimum $8 to $10. And so this is one of the benefits of having robots and machines, and, and this is where things are going, right? We're, we're moving into more of the robotic age. But let's continue to talk about what are the other leverage points that you have as a business owner to shift things if the labor and the minimum wage gets to be too high. So the first thing I want to get, I want to talk about some specific numbers that might help you. So in an ideal scenario, you know, in the United States, you would like to shoot for having between your labor costs and your food costs, or also known as cost of goods or COGS, you want to be at a point where you're at about 50%. Usually it's about 25% each or less. Now, some people will tell you 60%, but I'm going to tell you 50% because you guys are going to be, you know, you guys are, are going to be next level food entrepreneurs. So that's the goal. Now, is it possible to go lower than that? Yes. Is it difficult? Yes, it's very difficult. It's not, it's not impossible. It, it happens. But if you get your labor below 25% and your food costs below 25%, you're doing really well. And congratulations to you. But um, 
you know, if you have that expectation, it might be unrealistic. So that being said, for example, because we work with clients in so many places all over the world, and what I've observed is in some places, islands in particular that, or other places, you know, we've had clients in Qatar, for example, and they do a lot of import. And what I've noticed about places that um, don't have a lot of local produce and they import a lot from either mainlands or other places that are further away is that the cost of the product is much higher. But also, that being said, in these environments, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, the cost of labor is much lower. So they might be at a place where their food costs are 35 or 40 percent, but then their labor is something like 10 percent. Okay, so then it starts to even out in some way because the labor is much lower. But that's the objective because you're obviously going to have other operating costs like your rent, your, you know, accounting fees and marketing fees and, you know, all that. Um, So in terms of how you can shift things is really looking at your product, because if you can't if you can only have so much control over your labor, you have to look at how can you modify your product to increase your margin so that you still have that 50% ideally uh, scenario in terms of your total cost. So what are ways that you can modify your product? The first way would be looking at the actual cost of the product, right? You can pass some of that expense along to the consumer, which oftentimes happens. The other thing is looking at the size of your product. If you decrease the size of your product and also You can decrease the price, but you can also maintain a higher profit margin per dollar if you decrease the size in some scenarios. You can modify your recipes, which is probably the biggest thing that you can do because certain ingredients just cost more or less, right? If you look at your base ingredients, like, you know, things like oranges and apples and cucumbers and celery and watermelon, right? These things tend to be a lot less expensive than your leafy greens and your superfoods and those things. So if you decrease the ratio, and granted you have to get really creative with this because you don't want to just have your, you don't want to be someone who's just selling orange juice um, because that's not very interesting to anybody and and that's not really why we're in this business, right? We want to help people get healthy and we want to do things that are interesting and creative and and wow your customers. And so it's just going to take another level of creativity to make sure that your food cost and product cost or cost of goods are much lower so you have that extra margin but these are the things that you can do right these are the leverage points you can change the hours of operation you can change the hours of uh, your actual staff you can invest in better equipment so that you can make your processes more efficient you can increase the price of your product you can lower the uh, size of your product and you can modify the recipes themselves to increase your margin Now, going back to what I said in the beginning, I don't think this is going to happen, but this just prepares you anyway because this might come up, and these are all leverage points that you can take on anyway, right? No matter what, it doesn't, the minimum wage doesn't have to increase in order for you to be motivated to become as efficient as possible. So now you know, these are, these are the tools. And if you need support with any of this, maybe modifying recipes, or you just want to touch base with us, we've got a full spectrum development firm. We can help you with everything that you need from wherever you're at to wherever you're going. You can reach me personally at andrew at starterjuicebar.com. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you as far as how we can help you with your business. Until next time, hope this has been helpful. Hope you're happy. Hope you're healthy. 
This is Andrew with the Juice Bar Experts podcast. Until next time, take care. Thank you.